aboard Salt Force One, a podcast where we talk all things Navy, military, and other global happenings. I'm your Commander-in-Chief, Frank. And I am Jimmy, otherwise known as the Salty Millennial. He's my Secretary of Defense because I got to talk first and I get to make the positions. (laughs) And I'm the only one that knows what he's talking about. That's actually the truth, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that's a good way to start. (laughs) So Jimmy does lots of things, but uh, he's the... President of Simsec? The, yeah, yeah. The the president of the Center for um, International Maritime Security. And yeah, so I'm the president for now. We rotate out. Is know, the C so just the C in security or is there? Yep, yep. Okay, the, the Navy does those acronyms a funny way. We like to take chunks of words. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, Simsec's not a Navy organization but it kind of you know it's related well that's where i'm going with it so like uh for everybody listening y'all may have read stuff that jimmy has written he's obviously a a naval officer uh i am not i'm a civilian (laughs) know nothing so i don't know pretty much anything so my question is what in the hell is simsec yeah well that's a good question it's a, a group of uh uh young naval enthusiasts i guess you would say it's it's not all naval officers uh it started with the folks in the navy um to have a place where people could uh, put their ideas out without a lot of um editing uh you know i mean we we have editors and we we curate the the content but the idea was to have a low bar to entry for people that wanted to uh express their ideas so it's, it's article time things okay so it's, yeah. it's a nice venue for so it, I guess it's been around for a while, non-profit. You yeah, know, yeah. You know. it's been around for uh, about a decade, uh, a little less. Um, started up by a guy named uh, Scott Cheney Peters, who is still the uh, the director. Uh, so you know, I talk to him every once in a while, but uh, he kind of leaves the, the day-to-day to me and, the, and a group of other guys that are the officers for SimSec. And, uh, you know, we, we just kind of maintain the website, maintain the blog. We um, put out calls for people to, to write in... Um, Give, give us their ideas for papers and things and um you know it's not just um the u.s navy we like to oh cool it's international to, too yeah so we kind of we try to hit on that part of our identity and reach out to other communities around the world because there's a lot more to the maritime community especially maritime security right than just the u.s navy we we tend to get kind of focused on that i mean when i say we i mean the people in the, in the navy yeah so our kind of shtick our, our niche i guess is to to reach out to other more of a global community yeah all so those some, you know getting some some thoughts on uh the uh the the indian navy that maybe uh, uh the community here wouldn't be so interested in or wouldn't wouldn't uh think to to um write about uh but then we we look into those uh areas regions people and get some articles that come we can then put on the website and it, it generates discussion you know we get some perspectives that we wouldn't normally get so india how is their navy india doesn't <laughs> seem like a, a, a military force on our globe yeah but they've got nuclear weapons yes they, that i do know yeah and they just shot down a satellite a successful shoot down like uh, a test or was it like a pakistani satellite no no yeah 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 it's like a test <laughs> okay. like, like um they announced that they're doing it like i think it was one of their own but uh, it's a it's a demonstration of capability, right? Because then it shows I can shoot down your satellite. That shows that you can do ballistic uh, missile defense. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a good demonstration of their capability. Yeah, and you don't think about it, but yeah, they're a nuclear power. 
they don't like Pakistanis very much. Yeah. Uh, who also is a nuclear power. These are the only things yeah. I know about the Pakistani and Indian militaries yeah. is that they both have nukes and they don't like each other. And I think we're Team India. I'm Team India. Yeah, we're Team India. But, you know, because, I mean, the Pakistanis, uh, they had they have a history of uh, harboring some terrorists, terrorists that, <laughs> that uh, we, we, you know, were kind of a pain in our ass for a while. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And, um, yeah, so we, are, we tend to be Team India. It's a pretty sticky... Um, relationship in the world that we have to deal with. Um, we have to we divide up our military responsibilities to the two countries. So uh-huh. the in the central command region uh, is Pakistan. Okay. And then in the Indo-Pacific mm. region is India. So yeah. that way the same guy is not talking to both countries. You it got, might be better if they did. Well, well I don't know, but you know, cuz it's kind of like with Israel. Yeah. Like uh, the, don't have the wrong thing stamped on your passport. Yeah, yeah, so like we have our our in in the in the central command region are all of the Arab states. Uh-huh. Um who our general, the commanding general needs to go and talk to and have relationships with and everything and really be close to them. He he but Israel is not in his region cuz that would cause some tension yeah. and it's easier to have a different commanding general in right. there in the European command region so no one talking to the dirty jews yeah yeah so which is actually it's, it's funny too because now israel and uh saudi arabia are starting to kind of get closer because it, there's a, they have a common uh, enemy so right i mean a, a, a common uh, pain in their ass it will be interesting to see the evolution of saudi arabia i guess it has been this whole time interesting but like you know they they kind of they really I don't, I don't want to say they want to be allies, but they want to be thought of as allies, it seems, while they kind of do their own thing, and like with all these rich-ass princes coming into power, it's, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Game of Thrones, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yes. it's, MBS is, uh, he's cutthroat, and he's uh, he's pretty smart, pretty savvy politically. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if our own politicians are as savvy, or if they're not just pawns. <laughs> you know, you got Kushner and his tight-knit relationship with MBS. I feel like they're just like the the cool kids of uh, uh, global politics, you know? I mean, when you look at uh, when people bitched, you know, post 9-11 and we got, you know, W walking hand in hand with whoever the hell was in charge at the time, Saudi Arabia. I mean, we've always been hugging and kissing on them, which sucks because they're always up to no good. I, yeah, they're uh, speaking of harboring terrorists. Yeah. You know, all, 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 of almost all of the 9-11 yeah. hijackers. Yeah, so, you know, and there was that there was a lawsuit uh, a couple years back where we were trying to, some of the families of the 9-11 right. were trying to sue the the Saudis. And that strained our relationship. With, that was under the Obama administration. So, yeah, but yeah it's, it's, a, it's a long-running thing. It has to do with oil. Well, and that's and, the thing. Uh, we're getting more... You know, we're not oil independent, but we're, right. we are getting more and more. Net exporter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A net exporter. Yeah. That's huge. And, like, if we don't have to, because that's the thing, like, OPEC, I mean, Saudis, OPEC, all these, it's just like, hey, you know what? Maybe gasoline's going to be more expensive. We're like, hey, guys, please don't do that. Yeah, and yeah. And now it's just like, no, yeah. we export. So that that is very true. Unfortunately, it hasn't solved our problem. We still rely on OPEC setting yeah. prices. And, and, and Trump is smart in that way, I think. And that he uh, he understands that the impact that, that has on the global economy, on our economy, so he still needs to maintain that relationship. Right. But it's funny because there was a, you know, we are a net exporter now. And, and a couple of years back, there was a huge, you know, in Texas somewhere, we found a huge underground, well, uh, you know, we always had oil there, right? But right. there was some recently, there was like this big boom of, holy crap, we just found a bunch of oil. And well, there was one where they, because uh, of technology, like there was this company... 
and I don't know if it's the same one, but there's this company that they always were buying oil fields because there's people that find them and then they'll sell the rights to somebody yeah. else. When it comes to, yeah. So there, and, and some people do both, but I, I can't remember the name of the company now, but they were one of these companies that would always just buy the rights off of somebody, go in, plug in, sell the oil, yeah. sell the gas. And they found, there was this, the, the whole region, I don't know, anybody that knows about oil will know the, the oil region in yeah, Texas. Yeah, we, we need to like do a little caller in yeah. so people can call in and tell us about oil. Yeah, they might realize <laughs> Or we stupid. can just ramble about the things that yeah. we on. But there's a, there was like a rocky area, like not not really mountainous, but that kind of rocky area. Like, you know, hills and mountainy sorts of regions that people go, eh, it's too, like that area is fucked. Like, we're too not much gonna, of a pain in the ass. It's too much of a pain in the ass. It won't work. It'll be hard yeah, to find. Yeah. And so because of technology changes... Uh, this company just was like on a whim was like let's look under there yeah and they looked were under they and able to do the horizontal drilling i think that might have been yeah. it or something and then they found they're like holy shit this is the biggest oil find in the world or yeah. at least in north america yeah i want to say like the word trillion was used at yeah some point. well and they said like apparently part of uh drilling is like natural gas comes first it sits on the top so before you get to pumping out any crude you tap it for natural gas right. and they said the natural gas idea. alone would pay yeah. For all of the drilling, so it's just like holy yeah. shit. So I remember reading that with a buddy of mine, and we were we were um, doing our military thing and talking about the acronym Middle East. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> and, you know, acronyms. Just a couple of swoes, <laughs> hey, well. But as we were talking and we read this article, we we're like, and my buddy goes, "So uh, are we done here?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because right? it's like, why are we doing this all this in the first place? Well, you got nine eleven. Okay, well, that's you know a reaction, but in general, and before that, right? And, you know, let's let's think bigger. Uh, oil, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. So yeah, you know, I won't say that it was a war for oil, but you know, no, oil I mean, I won't, is the I'm not going to say that. But that's yeah. a that's a huge part of why we are involved oh, yeah. in the Middle East, right? Uh, oil and passage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, freedom of navigation, big, big, but, uh, you know, the Arabian Gulf, like what, what we do in, in that area, well, that's basically oil. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, and, and also you know, Iran, they're a bunch of assholes and we do need to serve as a counterweight to them. Yeah. And they've got, you know, buddies, Russia, uh, and Syria and China. Syria. Yeah. And China, China's a little different. They're, um, not so much buddy, buddy with Iran, but they're willing to sell shit. To I was about to say, maybe, yeah. maybe not buddy, buddy, but yeah. they're not enemies i wouldn't it doesn't no. seem yeah china's uh they're, they're no slouches they know what they're doing and uh you know whenever we vacate or an area or express uh, a willingness to to divest there's no power vacuum for too long <laughs> yeah it's pretty quick it's funny to watch not no, funny and like you know sad like you know crying my beer kind yeah, of way was i talking was it with last week at the part i was talking to somebody about you know, China scooping up mines in Africa, like how, how oh, yeah. smart they've been with their lending. And ports. Yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah they're, ports they're, too. They're doing um, what you would call predatory lending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so when people can't pay them back, countries can't pay them yeah, back. Well, just give me a port. Yeah, so we'll just control um, Tartarus, his <laughs> uh, uh, historic uh, uh, port in Greece that's uh, oh. um, along the trade routes uh, through the Mediterranean. It's strategically important. China now owns that. And that's the weird thing, too, because, like, you know, you start thinking about it just in terms of uh, drawing on a map, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, on the map, China's colored red. It's like, do we need to color all these parts of Africa and Greece red? Like, <laughs> yeah. is that China? Like, when you're there, yeah. are you in China? Do you need to have your passport stamped? Yeah. I, I know this is a little crazy, but... Yeah, so it's a good question, though. It's yeah. a different kind of empire, right? Yeah. It's not like they don't um, own that, like, you would need a passport, like a Chinese passport. Right. Like, they don't govern there. But they, they don't care. They don't want to. Right. They don't want to govern. Not yet. Yeah. But, but if they, they want access. And then everybody says, 
and they say, oh, well, we're not going to use it for military purposes, yeah. you know, but yeah. we're just going to maintain, we're going to have access to control of the port. Yeah, just you know, normal port control. Yeah, we'll just, um, our ships will go in and out of there. And, and we'll don't, shoot don't you mind you what's in the warehouses over there. Right. <laughs> and if you come in without permission, and you're going to get sunk yeah. by a vessel yeah. that has the ability to engage in a warfare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to call it a warship. Yeah, it's a, it's a punishment ship. Yeah. You know, you've been yeah. naughty. That's it, that, and that's interesting. That's a lot of what they're doing in the um, South China Sea. Um, they they have a blurring of the lines of military action and police action, and and uh, economic. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're patrolling areas that are not their territorial waters, um, trying to get other ships to leave, huh. um, so that they can have the the rights to it for economic purposes, whether it's fishing or drilling. Or just having the ability to pass through. Well, what? So, what advantage? I mean, like, I mean, so they push ships out, and so granted, if they wanted to hold that, you know, with an iron fist, so to speak, yeah. then there's an obvious advantage. But if if they're not willing to shoot on a ship, whether a trade ship or a military vessel, no, like, they, they have. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're already there. Okay. So they've they've killed people. Great. Uh, whether ramming the the fishing boats or shooting at them. You know, and it's all, it's, 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 um... So what advantage, I mean, is it just a territorial advantage? Like, what advantage do they get from saying, you stay out there, fishermen? Yeah, so a big part of it is, is fishing, to be honest okay. with you. Um, you know, they want the, the economic exclusion zone, which okay. is something, that's, that's legitimate. You know, you have, like, everybody gets, I think it's 200 miles of economic exclusion zones, but they're, they're doing that in areas that are not theirs. Okay. And so... So they're trying uh, to go big from two hundred to like five hundred miles. Well, not five hundred. Yeah, right? yeah. So then you know a big part of those island nations, their economies are yeah. based on fishing and just maritime activity. So um, they're they have uh, a huge incentive um, for their economy to be able to control that, and then to um, to have those trade routes secure for them, and hmm. and they try to keep our navy, for example, from sailing through. Some of those areas that are not their territorial waters, based on the internationally recognized distance of twelve miles, that's. Have 12... They, but they haven't gone after any of our naval ships, right? No, they go after. They haven't shot at us, but okay. they've. Um, but we just say, hey, you know, we're in. They've this part. written us strongly worded memos, and you know they they challenge us on the on the radios and say, get out of here, you Americans. And I imagine we just go, hey, according to the blah blah blah. Yeah, the right yep, yep, yep. we read a script, and it's all very you know tightly controlled, and yeah. um, but it's a it's an important thing to do. It's, it it's one of the most important things that we do on a day to day basis is to show, hey, <laughs> this is international waters. We're gonna and if we because if you don't do it, then it, it's tacitly ceding that area to them. Right, right, yeah, right. So and it's not just China. Everybody does it. There's a whole list of. Um, uh, what's it called? Excessive claims. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, kind of like claiming the North Pole. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big, big deal for Russia. <laughs> yeah. So um, why? What it, do you think that's about? Do you think it was just them dicking around, wanting to flex their muscles, or is there something awesome in the North Pole? Oh, there, there is. I think there's some some mineral yeah. deposits. Um, there's some economic benefit there. Uh, I, I would. I am not the expert on that on mm. on minerals. Um, no, I just didn't. Maybe, I mean, maybe hey, maybe it's salt. You know, yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. <laughs> but uh, I think part of it too, from what I've read, is it's just their historic homeland. It's part of Antarctica is, or not Antarctica, uh, the, the North Pole. Yeah, or whatever. part of the North Pole or the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Russians believe that it's part of their motherland. No, and like so back in the Pangaea or whatever. Well, I mean, 
you know, Siberia. Yeah. You know, so uh, it it's 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 um they act they're different, man. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the Russians have different incentives. Like, why are they so intent on getting Ukraine back? You know, it's um, well, you know, but I can understand. Like, I can understand anything on on the mainland. You know, like it's like we had the Soviet Union. We were this great power. And y'all think you won the Cold War, but you know how do you end a Cold War? No, fi- no shots have to be fired, so it's still going. Like, we yeah, are not, yeah, yeah, the Cold War didn't end. No, yeah, we're still going. Yeah, we we had a huge we had a huge win. You know, a battle. We won the battle. Well, exactly. <laughs> so like, and you know, old Pooty Poot, you know, like he he's been around for this stuff, and so he wants to you know reclaim the the Russian the Soviet glory. Yeah. But, you know, much like old Adolf. I think he wants to ride on a polar bear. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, that would be with a, with a shirt off, of course. Yeah, or maybe like a um, like a parka with no undershirt. He probably wants to wrestle the polar bear. I think. Like, I would support that. I, I'm totally down. Pay per view. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah, pay per view lost uh, lost the UFC. They got to do something. So yeah, you know. I heard Conor McGregor quit. Ah, uh, he does that sometimes. Yeah, he seems like he's losing his mind. Well. Th- the, he he retired once before, and it's always during contract negotiations. So yeah. it's just that normal. Like I remember, he kind of said to Dana White, "Like you need to give me ownership of the company or something, or part ownership, because uh, I'm making you so much money." And then he lost, and now he's not making so much money. Well, I mean, he's still like he he got that like hundred million dollars from the Mayweather fight, and so yeah. like I mean, a hundred million dollars, and so like in addition to his other stuff, and then he started up Proper Twelve Whiskey. Which uh, he's been going around. I don't know how it's doing, but it's not. He's not making it. You know, he's it's a bottling thing. You know, if yeah. you ask the Kazubas about it. Yeah. Speaking of the Kazubas, should we uh, mention the Kindred Straight Rye Whiskey that we're drinking? Here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Kazuba, so give, give him a shout out. The Kazuba Distillery here in St. Pete has a a very excellent uh, rye whiskey called Kindred. Yeah. And uh, it's it's, all, it's very bourbon esque. Yeah. 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 Um, Great distillery, great family. Check them out. Yeah, Kazuba and Sons in St. Pete. Yeah. All so right. Good booze. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we're, we're not. We're not. We're not. That's not sponsored. We're not getting any money from them. Well, <laughs> I did get these bottles without having to pay for it. But uh, well, I, I didn't. Yeah. Well, so, I don't care about oh, you. Shit. But yeah. So McGregor. But he'll he'll sometime just. I think he wants more. So he goes. Well, you need me. Like I don't just retire. Yeah. And so he's like, I retired. And then uh, Dana White, though, didn't bite this time. He goes, oh, yeah, it makes sense for him to retire. His whiskey's doing great, and he should retire. That's fine. But, you know, he's he he sent he posted pictures of him sparring in retirement. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he, he's just dicking around. Yeah. He's probably just trying to get more attention. More t- Well, that's it. It's well, attention so to he money. he was arrested for yeah. throwing a chair at a bus or something? Or? Uh, well, the, the recent arrest was for smashing somebody's cell phone at, like, 4 in the morning. Oh, I think he came home. Yeah, all. was that like somebody trying to take a picture of him? Maybe it was in Miami. He was I in... heard it, and I kind of thought I almost was sided with Connor on that one because I imagined somebody like coming up next to him and doing a selfie without asking permission. Yeah, it was and at the was... end of the night too. Yeah, so you know that uh, he's probably had a few. Oh my god, um, he's probably he's out... more than just alcohol. <laughs> he's been plugging whiskey all night in Miami, and yeah. at four in the morning he smashes yeah. someone's phone. So. Yeah. It probably is a picture thing. Yeah, you know, oh, it, 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 speaking of uh, uh, drinking all night long, I watched the um, Motley Crue movie on Netflix. I got halfway through it last night, and then I got this phone call that took that took 20 minutes to resolve, and I decided to go to bed because I had to go to uh, yeah, drive an yeah. hour plus at 7 a.m. for lacrosse. So. Oh, lame. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say, I'd say the first half. The, first, the opening scene kind of sets the, yeah. the tone for the rest of the movie, but... 
an, an entertaining watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm uh, not a Motley Crue fan at all, but I appreciate that kind of '80s era punk destructiveness. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I, there was a it was a good dis- dis- depiction of their desire to just live the lifestyle for for the reason like just crazy to as make fuck. themselves that that uh, uh, persona. But it also you know? seemed like it wasn't. Like it showed, you know, Nikki Six being like, like we got to kind of do it this way. But at the same time, like they were all just inherently crazy in their own way, their and own they way. just kind of lived yeah. it. They were just like, "Fuck yeah. it, we can do it now, yeah. we're rich." I, it, it wasn't like uh, a fake. It yeah. wasn't like just. I mean, like I don't know. It wasn't kiss. I mean, it was. They were the producers of the movie. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they made it how they wanted to be. Right. So you you could take it for uh, with a grain of salt, but it, it from what I've always heard of Motley Crue, they kind of were pretty authentic. Right. They <laughs> yeah. were just. They were. That's why they crashed and, and burned drugging. so hard. Yeah, and and I was entertained. I watched, and it was a it was a great description of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's always been fascinating to me that that people can do that over and over, like night after night. Yeah, not just like once a week, but night after night. And then those guys are still going. They they went. They their last concert was in 2015. Who's in the band now though? Original members. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. So they they the, the uh, Vince Neil left for a while. Yeah. They brought in uh, shit. I, I don't know. But then he came back, okay. and now it's the original members. And apparently, they're talking about going out. They're all the fact that they're even alive. <laughs> I know that's know? impressive. Yeah, that that to me is just the fascinating part of it. And like, look at Guns and Roses. You know, one of uh, yeah. one of those guys is all he he did the reality TV circuit. You know, he's all a shaky yeah. mess. From yeah, Axl community. Rose looks like a uh, an old lesbian. He's right, and he doesn't have the pipes anymore. That's the sad yeah. thing about Axl Rose is he can't sing. Well, he kind of sound. I, it's not a bad fit. He's the ACDC lead singer now. Oh, that's right. And it's not a bad fit. Is he is he able to sing again? He's able to sing okay. like they need for ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, ACDC hit some notes. <laughs> yeah, no, but there's always that screaming aspect of it. But that was the thing for a while. He couldn't really do his good scream. You yeah, know? I wasn't like, ah! you know. Well, I mean. I wouldn't want to listen to him if he wasn't screaming, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, that's the only reason we pay to see him. See and him. and, and it, to be even more honest, I have not listened to him as lead singer of ACDC. Oh, so. so he's been lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, I guess back on naval things, we got hmm. all these people that follow us because of your writing. They're all super Navy people, super military people. They probably are like, get yeah. back to it. I'm, I'm, I don't even know if they're really entertained by it or, or if they... Or just <laughs> watching the spectacle happen, waiting for me to get fired. Maybe. And that's kind of why. So the the secret is this whole podcast is here just to get Jimmy fired. Because yeah. uh, I'll pump him full of booze, get him to say things. Maybe some of the stuff will be uh, classified and he'll be a treasonous <laughs> traitor. We don't know what will happen. It's fine. I am not laughing at that last part, by the way. <laughs> so there was something um, a couple weeks ago where Rand Paul, you know, he always tweets out this yeah the government waste right yeah and this is something i've got questions about i asked one of these people i don't know remember if it was commander salamander or who it was hey sal yeah Yeah. shout out to sal i'll be talking to him tomorrow oh that's right you know what uh it's mid 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 rats mid rats mid rats you know uh for you for for you the non-navy type that's probably the only one that's involved in this podcast uh it's the the, the meal and yeah (laughs) uh the the meal in the middle of the night is mid rats mid so rations mid, uh, midnight rations okay yeah. and uh so that's what they named their podcast okay i like it yeah um but anyway so uh Rand paul tweeted out his thing like the the government last year spent you know whatever it was 250 million dollars on uh lobster and crab legs and he's like that's ridiculous and i noticed that like 
military Twitter, naval Twitter, mm-hmm. just erupted in like good old internet outrage. Where yeah. they basically just like, look, motherfucker, like you don't understand, like we don't get <laughs> you, bonuses, we don't get this shit. Have we you ever been out to sea? Yeah, it's like have you ever? Did? And so I was sitting there going like, wait, wait, is that what it was spent on? Like it, it does. So my question, and I got kind of mixed answers. It sounds like. Anytime they go, hey, you know how we said you're going to be out for three months? It's nine. Yeah. That they go, but here's some yeah. lobster and crab legs. Is steak. that basically it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a uh, steak and lobster is met with suspicion <laughs> by, by the crew. So it's it's always good to get a nice meal, but uh, the crew, and, you know, everybody kind of knows, okay, why am I getting Do they, this? So they feed you first, and then they tell you the yeah, bad and then news? Yeah, like, and then on the 1MC, the intercom, you hear... You know, attention on board, blah, blah, blah. This is the captain. And everybody goes, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to hear an announcement from the captain after you just had a nice steak and lobster. So it's like the Navy's birthday and then anytime they're about to screw you over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the Navy's birthday is just another year screwing you over. So Somebody Um, said that one time they had an ice cream social before uh, learning that they were going to stay out longer. You know, on on my last ship, they had a soft serve ice cream machine. No shit. And that's actually, I think, pretty common. We, We, uh... It was a, uh, a critical piece of equipment. I would say so. Yeah, and when it broke down, we actually had to um, we uh, had the helicopter go get uh, spare parts to go and fix the uh, soft serve ice cream machine. See, and this is where Rand Paul might have a point. <laughs> well, I was just about to say this is where the other side would have a point because this is all—it's about you know keeping up the morale. No, and, you know, I know, you got nine months of getting your shit handed to you, and you know, bohica, that's another term we use. What's that mean? Bend over, here it comes again. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and that's the thing, like, and, and you know, uh, when you were deployed a couple of years ago, it was one of those things, like, I mean, it was nine months, and that's a long damn time. Like, yeah, and nine, that was nine months that we knew it was going to happen. Well, but at first it was six get... months, and then at some point it became nine months. Uh, for that one, it was, it might have been eight to nine but I don't. We we were never going to go out for six months. Oh, I thought at, at some point the understanding was six, and then at some point before you left, six it used to be nine. the standard. Right, but that's it's been a long time. Oh, okay. So, but you know, six. But the the longer deployment links are a, a symptom of a, of a bigger problem. I mean, we we need more ships. Sorry to say it, but uh, well, that's the thing. No one has a problem with ships. And and I guess my big thing about it was because I, I scrolled through the comments, you know, and and um, there was a lot of people that were just like. Look, motherfucker, if you want to take this away from us, you yeah. are the piece of shit. Yeah. And, like, I think Rand Paul, I mean, he's an eye doctor from Kentucky. I think he's probably in the same boat I am where you're like, what? We spent what on what? Yeah. And then, yeah. like, and you you don't know that. It's like, well, we do this so that we don't have to pay anyone any money. Yeah. So it's like, we, we could give bonuses to them that their whole family could enjoy. Instead, we're just going to feed them. And, and food is important for morale, for sure. It is. It is. It's interesting. I mean, you know, Rand Paul's a smart dude, but he's also a politician. This is And this is an easy outrage topic, right? So, well, and he does it every year. It's just yeah. he picks different stuff, and some of it is totally ridiculous. Yeah. So. There's a lot of government waste. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there are, you know, just when you pick this one, you're messing with dudes' stomachs. So. Well, but, and I don't think, because it didn't say the Navy spent this. It said the government. So I think he just saw, like, or, you know, it's just like government spent this many yeah. millions of dollars on fucking lobster tail? Yeah, and I know a guy in town that uh, is in the seafood business that has contracts with the government. Ooh, and before nice. I heard this story break, um, I asked him how things were going, and he was like, it's going really well. <laughs> so I, I wonder, I didn't ask him specifics, but I'm wondering if he's, you know, one of the people with the contracts that got, like, this massive order for lobster or something. 
Yep. And and so. my point is all you all you Navy folks. And it's uh it's use it or lose it too, by the way. Not to interrupt, but that's at the end of the fiscal year, right. if you don't spend all the money in your budget, then next year your budget's going down. Of course. But and, and that I'm not, I'm not advocating that. I'm not saying that's a good idea, but that's what happens. And so well, that's uh, and the, his, his point there is good. Is it, We need to get away from that. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, uh, cutting 1% from every program, it's like there's plenty of room in the military. You know, my, my dad... I'm sure you've heard the story about uh, when he sold, he had made a water system for Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah like he, he sat there uh, for hours, you know, trying to price it out uh, or, you know, get enough margin because he really needed it for his business at the time. Like it was a bad time. So he's like, I need to maximize margin, but I can't go so high that they balk. You know, what's the sweet spot? So he sat there trying to figure it out for a long time. And so finally he's like, all right, I feel good about this number. And so he presents it to whoever the hell at Guantanamo Bay. He's like, great, we'll take three. Yeah, I think it was a chief. Yeah, and he's just like, we'll take three. He's like, but you don't don't have three places. Like, you don't have one or two or whatever. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hook that one up, and the other two I'm going to put in that warehouse because it's the end of the year, and if I don't spend it, I don't get it next year. And, like, it's just, that's such a weird mentality because every single year, every single year, everybody's like, fuck, i got to spend it, which just shows you don't need it. If you don't yeah. need it, don't spend it, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. hey, it, look, I, the, that ma- that mentality of, of rushing through the end of the fiscal year, which, which, by the way, I think we're the only ones that use the fiscal year anymore, but... Who do we? Uh, the government. Government? Yeah. Everybody uses the fiscal year. Really? I mean, yeah. if you got a business. I don't know if it makes sense. Well, but, I just mean, like, when you file taxes, you got your fiscal year. Well, you got, but... Oh. Like, gov- like so you when you file taxes for a business, you use fiscal year? Well, yeah. So, like, not every company does the calendar year. Like, I like we use the calendar year as our fiscal year. But like some companies, especially big ones, if they, uh, you know, if you start up a, I don't know, like a, a something huge, a big company, yeah. not just a mom and pop thing, and you set it up in April, uh, you, maybe you're required based on when you're doing your business that now your your fiscal year is April to April. Or if you're, uh, oh. or if a lot of your work is seasonal, yeah. you know, like if it's yeah. heavy in this. So you might have your year start in June. So your fiscal year could be June to June. You got know? it. Got it. Um, I mean, so businesses do it, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. so the government does it, and yeah. Yeah, at, you know, come October, it's uh, or September, it's time to spend all your money because the last thing anybody wants, especially when you <laughs> are higher up in the military in the government, you are focused on your budget. I get it. Uh, so you know, it's hey, spend, 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 because what happens? It goes down. But like you're saying. If that you, might be an indication you didn't need it. Yeah, in the first like place. if it happens every single year, yeah. it's just like, can't we cut a little? And, I mean, and it was, and it, and probably what happened is it was a smart move by whoever was spending to say, okay, I'm gonna spend all this user to lose it money on lobster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because now when I get criticized by Rand Paul, I can have everybody on Twitter going, "Hey, don't mess with my food." Well, and and that's kind of the whole reason I brought it up was just that, like, I don't know, I. I I don't follow too many before before Salty Harold. Um, I didn't really follow many military folks, you know. Yeah. And so like seeing their inputs interesting, especially trying to figure out all it's, the goddamn it's, it's acronyms. The definition of an, of an echo chamber. We we think we're important, but really nobody is listening to us. Well, and there's some truth to that. Like not in an insulting way, but there's a lot of stuff where um, people are saying like everybody's agreeing with one another. And it's just like, well, fuck, I've never heard this one day in my life. Yeah. Like right, right. And it's if you're it's, not in those circles. It's then, a big issue, but yeah. But, like, I don't know, I, I kind of separate, I, I wouldn't think of a bunch of, of military folk as being so quick to 
you know, millennial outrage, kind of to Twitter outrage, you know, yeah. where it's just like, meh, I gotta freak out now. But it's, uh, but people did, people freaked out yeah. over this lobster thing. It's just, I don't know. I feel like everybody just needs to, not just military people, everybody, like take a breath. Just yeah. assume that someone's not just being a dick to you. you yeah. Know? Which isn't how Twitter works. Well, about. I know. And it's, uh, yeah, it's immediate reaction. And, and I like the way that you told me before that you do it is to try to take a few months to digest. A few weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, a few months and you're, it's gone. Yeah. You know, you're never going to have a chance. But yeah, it's, it's reasonable to reflect on things that you hear and see. Um, but that's not what the internet right. <laughs> wants you to do. I don't, it's not a thing. It's not, it's not sentient. But what I mean is that it's, it's, uh, it's not how Twitter works. It's not how it works. Yeah. yeah. So, well, everyone's in a rush to make sure that their feelings are heard, uh, as quick to the event as possible. That way, if someone else has the same thought, you can go, I proved I said it yeah. first. Yeah. You know? Or if you got a really good joke, it's kind of like being at a party or something and you, you think of something that you're in a conversation and you're like, I got an amazing joke, and if I don't say it right now, yeah. <laughs> someone else might think of yeah. it. And, and I get it with the jokes. I get, I, mean, I get it to a certain extent, but like, it's really, I mean, it's really the, the Trump years that has, has taught me this because, you know, sometimes Donald Trump just says stuff and it doesn't actually have anything to do with anything that happens in reality. Yeah. It's just, he just said something. And so you might be like, I, like, because at first I was like, holy shit, you know, like the first year or something, he'd say something I'm like, man, I disagree with that so hard. Like, I'm fundamentally opposed to everything yeah. he just said. It's horrible. You thought he was defining American policy. Well, yeah, because he would say something. It's like, because he'd be whatever topic it was. He's working on that topic. And then he'd say something. It's like, that sucks. If he does that, that's awful. Yeah. And like, you know, I kind of got stressed about it. Then like when the policy actually comes through, it was the opposite. It had nothing to do with that sentence. Pretty much. He just says things sometimes. He just yeah, says stuff. Yeah. He does. He says things uh, just to say them. Yeah. He says things to just to piss people off. And he just, sometimes something just pops in his head and he just says it out loud. Yeah. It's and the opposite of W. He's clearly not afraid to go back on his word. Oh, no. I, no. I mean, that's, that's, that's one-sided to say. But he's clearly not somebody that is afraid to change his mind. Yeah, like, if he says something... He's not married to creating right. a policy around it. And you don't want somebody lead. You know, I don't want a leader that's going to define every decision by what his first thought is. Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, um, I, I you know. want somebody that's able to take an input and go, oh, fuck, man, I was wrong. Well, that's the thing. You hear people talk about um, George W. Bush, and they said, you know, when he was the, the governor of Texas or when he was running the Rangers or whatever. You know, you talk to him, and he was just this smooth guy who just talk, he'd joke, and he was this really smooth, funny, laid-back dude. Um, but once he became president, he he had this realization, I guess, in office about um, just the, the weight, you know, that comes with being the president. How when you say things, it has this effect. How Yeah. yeah and so, yeah. like, and there... And I, yeah, and I don't think Trump has gotten that. Oh, no. You don't give a shit about that. Well, that's the end. Like, how, you know, just... You know, you say things and the world hears it. It yeah. could affect policy. Like, you know, there's a lot. And you don't want to, you know, shame the office. You, there's all this stuff. And so he became, as a president, he was this stuttering kind of mess where yeah. he was always saying he, stupid shit. Kind of, he kind of departed from his own style. Yeah, like he was just like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. And he would just and say stuff. And be true also, to yourself. Yeah, and make sure that you don't say classified stuff. But yeah, well, uh, which, which is, you know, it's fine because honestly, if, if the president says it, it's unclassified. Yeah, there you go. So. But like, but so that I've heard a couple of people comment about w that way and like why he's so laid back again now he's not president anymore it's just that he was like so concerned about every word that he spoke he became the stuttering mess 
Yeah, and I, and I mean, I'm not gonna comment on his presidency. I like him as a person. Uh, I, I, um, but I, I agree with that very much. And I think that you know, leaders get themselves into trouble as they get very, very senior, as mm. they start to feel the weight. Oh yeah. And then they get away from what made them successful in the first place. And you have to focus. You have to focus on yourself all the time. And I hate to say that because it sounds selfish. Yeah. What does that mean? But you've got to focus on what makes you you, and and keeping yourself healthy. Um, you know, physically and mentally, and not always thinking about uh, putting yourself last and focusing on y- your your team or your mission. Um, you've got to take the mission aside, but okay. you know your other your people that that are on your team that you're leading, your followers. Okay. If you're thinking about them all the time, then you're going to get away from thinking about yourself and keeping yourself sane and healthy. Okay. And then you get to a point where you lose that and you lose your identity as a person. Okay. And then you, and it doesn't, it's so not it's a big not, deal for like, like me, I'm a low level manager. It's fine. But as a president, you know, you get very senior and that, that, um, Delta, that divergence can have a serious impacts. Well, so, and I might, uh, I might rephrase it instead of saying like, you know, think about yourself and what makes you, you, I think it's probably more about like the principles that got you to where you were, yeah, where yeah. it's like, you know, I like, uh, whatever it is, you know, I was like, I believe in low taxation or whatever whatever yeah. it was that got you to that spot why people are following you why you're being led it's it's you know not so much about who you are i guess i mean who you are is based on your principles but it, it's about those principles i think yeah. it's probably more about it i've seen i've i've seen um some four-star generals and admirals that it's been incredible to watch how they seem to never get stressed hmm. and they're dealing with incredibly heavy decisions right you know just on a daily basis but uh and and they they don't get any time off they don't they're they're always on they get barely any sleep um they, but they get you know they manage their sleep they get they, it's important to them so yeah they get the sleep that they need uh they get the time to exercise or whatever it is is important to them um and and because they're able to manage their own physical well-being and mental well-being they're able to, to deal with those decisions um, in a way that almost seems casual. And it's not. It's right. not. But they're, they're not losing their minds. They're not like I've seen some other admirals and generals that uh, they're, they're in over their heads. That's not just, it's not just senior officers. It's everybody. Everybody yeah. gets in the, over their heads sometimes. And you go, you, you observe it. It's easy to see from the outside. Well, and I guess that is true. I mean, if you don't take the time to you know take care of yourself yeah um you can't focus on the mission you can't focus on your principles you can't you can't because like i mean you know uh be sleep deprived and i don't mean like you know seal training kind of shit just normal like i got three hours of sleep every single night for the last like where's on you yeah Yeah. and you you lose your mind you can't you're gonna you're gonna be making bad decisions you make bad i think saltron would probably have something to say about that (laughs) right so you know he 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 would be saying right now that that's why we're so weak is that we always need sleep and that's we make terrible decisions but it's true humans need sleep no it's true like i can remember um i remember in high school once like there was this time it was during the summer before senior year and like I was just depressed out of my mind. I felt, I felt horrible, and like everything, like just the world was hopeless. Everything sucked. Yeah. And then like one night, I got nine hours of sleep, and I woke up, and I was like, "Huh, I, yeah. everything's fine." Yeah. It was yeah. just I had been sleep deprived from you know 
I guess partying every night or whatever. But there's probably a part of your brain that wasn't working that yeah. when you woke up, it was all of a sudden firing again. Yeah. And you go, all right, well, I can at least see a different perspective now. And it was so, like, it was so night and day that I remember yeah. having that thought of, like, oh, I guess I was just sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's that's a it's a, it's a huge part of, of being a leader, you know. And, and one way to think of it, you know, mentioning the mission is that you are, you're, you're part of the mission. Your health. As right. a leader, right. is part of the mission. You know, you're not. It, mission ain't gonna get done if you're a, a stumbling st- uh, sack of shit. You know what I mean? That you can't tell your people what to do because they're depending on you. And and you know, it's, you're you're um, you're really no different than your team. Right. You're all a part of a of a team that right. is uh, organized to accomplish a mission. But you, ha- you you can't forget your own part of that. And and that's what some people get themselves in trouble. They re- they they forget their own personal part of the mission accomplishment, and they think about just getting their people. They I'll sacrifice my sleep and my personal well being so that my team can get the job done. And that can be something in the short term that sometimes that stuff has to happen, but it can't be right. It can't become a habit. Well, and you set up processes right and systems where you have a backup. Like if yeah. if you if you know that you're going to have to run hard. 48 hours, yeah. then you got to have to have somebody there to back you up so that, you, you know, maybe you can get a little bit of rest or um, questioning your decisions and you go, hey, I want you to, if, if I say something stupid, yeah, you've got to tell me. Stop me, me yeah. yeah. So well, you have to think ahead through those things. Well, it's like, and, and if you can prepare yourself up from, it's like, a, you know, on a football team, if you got uh, a quarterback that, I don't know, uh, hurts his arm, you know, but he wants to walk it off and show what a leader he is. But he's, you know, got this noodle throwing picks. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. hurting the team. Like, I know you want to do it. I know you want. And, like, the the want and the, the desire, all the stuff behind it. Like, the motivations are pure. But you have to you have to pull yourself out. Whether that means, like, you got to pull yourself out of the mission for eight hours to just rest. To yeah. get back in it. As opposed to, like, yeah, you can push for another four hours of mediocre work. And when you come out of it, you're and you can't move forward yeah it's like it's, it's take fun. the time it's funny to watch some football teams do that and not just football but all teams where they have their star and they've got to play their star yeah and he's hurt and it's hurting the whole team and they can't see the force of the trees to realize that they need to pull that guy yeah uh, just so they can you know win the game or whatever it is yeah and i know it's tough hey, speaking <laughs> of, well speaking of pulling people so uh that the USS Fitzgerald uh, did not have to have oh, anybody yeah. pulled. He was, uh, what was it? The uh, I got a note here that they decided not to separate a service sailor who the Navy had previously charged with negligent homicide for his role in the 2017 fatal collision of the USS Fitzgerald. Yeah, so so that so from from negligent homicide charge to we're not gonna do anything to you. You know, it's it kind of gives you an idea of how badly the the Navy has bungled this. You that's know? a that's a very wide range. Yeah, it, we, you know, so he was, ah, um, oh shit. Was he the officer of the deck? I can't remember. I don't um, know, man. So he was he was a like a, a he was involved for sure. And um, I mean, to be charged with negligent homicide, I guess you couldn't just be a guy standing there holding a piece of paper. You know, you had to be doing something. Yeah, yeah. And sailors died uh, because of his negligence for mm-hmm. sure. They, they they hit another ship, and uh, the Navy came in hot and brought in charges of negligent homicide. Um, every, and, you know, people following it in the Navy, their initial reaction was, really? Mm-hmm. Homicide? 
That's a little. I mean, manslaughter makes more sense. Yeah, for, yeah. The dereliction of duty. I mean, sure. nobody questioned that this guy, and not just him, but his captain and others involved, uh, were were in dereliction of duty. They they they, they sucked. Yeah, and there's no there's no debate there. Um, the investigations revealed just a a, a litany of errors they made that night. Um, errors in training, uh, lapses in training, and just processes and just. Uh, it goes on and on, but I think for for the Navy to then say, okay, they're they're going to charge him with negligent homicide. I think they kind of the the the, the team uh, that brought the charges forward kind of made an error. Yeah, I, I think they made a strategic error in going for that. But still, um, like, and, and because and it I was agree. Ra- it rallied it rallied the defense. Then at that point, for them to say, well, well, that's too far, and it is too far because yeah. that's the thing. Like, if you accidentally hit somebody with your car. Because you're texting, I mean that's manslaughter. It's not homicide, right? Because right, yeah. there's no intent. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, nobody has has suggested that there was intent, right? Um, there was. These were just people that were, uh, for lack of a better word, inept. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they made a lot of mistakes, and they just weren't paying attention. I'm not defending them. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm uh, defending them that it's not homicide, but yeah. Yeah, I just think it was a it was heavy handed for the Navy to come in, and I think they just there was a emo- emotion was running high. It's to me, it's not unlike the actions that the nation took after 9/11, and 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 I'm not talking, I'm not saying that w- where we uh, invaded Iraq or Afghanistan, uh, debate whether that was um, appropriate or not based on what happened 9/11, but it was it was emotional, right, for sure, right, and I think what happened to the the officers that were involved in those two collisions was emotional. And well, so now, and then once everybody cooled off, you go, okay, the, the defense was, was pretty, pretty easily were able, was able to say, okay, that doesn't, this doesn't meet the threshold for negligent homicide. So is that basically what it boils down to? Like, it's the same as normal criminal court where like you pick your charge and because they picked homicide, that's what we're trying. We're trying homicide. Easy, yeah, not guilty. I, yeah. I could be wrong, but I think, uh, I, I think so. Yeah. You, but I mean, so, you can they, still they, pull they, someone no, off they, a ship, they could right? Change, they could, I think they could, oh yeah, yeah, they, they can pull him off the ship. I mean, his career is basically done in the Navy, but uh, they were trying to, I think they kind of walked it down from, okay, we're not going to charge him with negligent homicide. So now we're going to try to separate him from the Navy. Was it? Yeah. Not, but they decided not to separate him. Because the, the, the reviewing board, because they didn't, they didn't make a good case. Well, still, and, you would think even if you said, like, all right, well, definitely it's not murder, you know, yeah. but, like, you probably need to get out of the Navy, son. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, for, and I don't know anything, I don't know the circumstances, but, it, you know, people died, it was a wreck, like. I think if they had started with that, then he would have been out of the Navy. So, I think there was just a manner of, of bungling uh, that, that we, we went through the process, and we weren't able to kind of cross our t's and dot our i's and say hey you know this is this is this is a legitimate reason to separate this guy from the navy uh-huh. he was inept people died um he shouldn't be driving a warship you know? <laughs> i think and that's the part where it's yeah. like so now I, I don't know i mean he I, I think his career's done i mean i would think so but like i i mean and i guess maybe he doesn't need to be thrown out of the navy i don't know but like he definitely shouldn't be driving any yeah, ships yeah you know? and it kind of makes you question is like is you're somebody that's just a part of the american public that's yeah. just watching this on the outside and you're going uh is this what we're sending out to sea well that's the thing like you know you you drive uh texting or drunk or whatever and you run someone over and they go all right well not guilty of vehicular homicide because of a good lawyer uh but 
your license is suspended for like yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Like, I think dude needs to get his boating license suspended if for we, 10 years. If, we, if, if, if you're assuming we have licenses in the Navy <laughs> to drive ships, oh, we got a lot to talk about. I'm just saying, so, y'all got so many pretty <laughs> boats. Yeah, we got some big boats, and we can do a lot of a lot of shit with them. But uh, boats and hoes. We we don't have licenses. No, it's a yeah. Drive it like you stole it. So, um, and you know, it's some truth to that, right? You know, we have to be aggressive in the way you know we're 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 not out there just to stroll uh, along the seven seas. You know, we're we're out there to fight wars. Yeah, and so we have to be aggressive in the way that we maneuver and. And operate. I mean, not aggressive um, when you're like in in port. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Or or, or, or navigating through a, a busy uh, waterway yeah. that's uh, got a lot of merchants and nobody's at war. Yeah, and you're just another ship that's trying to get through it. Yeah, um, you'll get through. Yeah. Just chill. You can't you can't claim well I'm a warship so get out of my way because uh, that that's just not going to fly with the um, loaded down uh, tanker. That's, and you're that's the coming. government. No one cares if you're late. Yeah. Just take your time. Yeah, who's on in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think um, the Navy might uh, might not like it very much if we're, we're late all the time. But yeah, I mean, if you're a few minutes it, late because you yeah. weren't running over boats and killing sailors, I mean, yeah. Well, there there's been there's been at least one collision uh, involving an aircraft carrier where the navigator felt like he needed to be on time oh. by a matter of minutes, and so he was making errors uh, pulling into the uh, into um, Norfolk and Norfolk. Yeah, that sounds like ended a, up hitting a. a, a a ship that was anchored uh, in the harbor. He hit a parked boat. He hit a parked boat. Oh my yeah. god! This has been a long time. It, it was that was a, that was. I'm guessing him. he was about 25. Does that sound about right? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a young man thing to do to be like, ah, if I I I got three minutes to get there. Right now, I'm on pace to get there in five. Yeah, that's that's basically what. It, and he wasn't the only one at fault, but yeah. the navig the navigator's role in that was he was very precise. And he felt this pressure to be exactly on time at every waypoint, right? So you got these waypoints that you hit your turns along your navigation uh -huh. track, and you got to be. And you and I've been a navigator, so I know you know you. you oh, I'm, I'm a minute late. Okay, it's not good. You got so you, maybe you speed up a little bit. Well, as he was getting late, you know he's trying to get back on his position of intended movement. Uh -huh. We call it PIM, another acronym. All right. So um, what happens if you if you arrive, let's say three minutes late? Like what happens? Not a big deal. It's really not. Um, what are some factors? Well, you might have uh, tides and currents that you weren't planning for uh, because they may have changed. If you're uh, three minutes, not going to happen. But like two hours. Yeah, maybe, so yeah. If you're late. So, um, the, so the environmental factors could have changed. Okay. And you weren't ready for that. Uh, you also have your harbor pilots are going to meet you uh, uh, on yeah, their okay. boats, and then they're going to rendezvous with you, and then the the pilot's going to come on board your ship. So that he can help you get in the last kind of last mile right, or so right. to get a, to get pure side. This makes sense for yeah. not being like three hours or even an hour late. Yeah. I get that. There are, but no, I mean, uh, there are some ports that are so busy where yeah. the matter of minutes matters. I, I can see but, that. But, you know, Norfolk, you know, it's a Navy port. Right. Uh, yeah, it's dual use. I mean, yeah, other ships go through there, but... If you're an aircraft carrier going to Norfolk, they're, they're, you've got priority. Yeah, you're the you're the big guy on campus. So I think the aircraft carrier, no matter what, it's just like look. Yeah. You know, even among all the ships we have in the Navy, like it's the biggest one in battleship. It's, yeah. It takes the most pegs to sink it. It's important. Yeah. I think yeah. Speaking of battleship, they need to bring that back. We they it's not gone. I just oh. we bought battleship around Christmas, and uh, Triggerman and I have been yeah. playing it. It's, is it uh, the same as it always was? Yeah, like at some point they like I had electronic battleship. Uh, Lindsay and I did, 
And uh, I remember that. Yeah, and it kind of sucked. It was okay. Like it made the noise, which was cool, but you had to like program all the position. It was tedious. It's not mm. like you just stuck the pegs in it and knew where your stuff was. Yeah. Or there was something weird about it. Maybe that. Anyway, it was a tedious process to set up, um, and so it made me not like it. But uh, yeah, they got normal battleship. They were selling at Walmart for like eight eighty eight or something. And yeah, uh, yeah, so we we played a little bit. I I don't want to brag or anything, but I kicked that kid's ass. Uh, yeah, that's bragging. And well, you, you beat your son. Yep. He's eight. That's fine. He lost. He <laughs> lost the battles at the sea. It's okay. It's all right. I, uh, oh, speaking of bragging, I took uh, second place in the air guitar concert, uh, contest last night at the daddy daughter dance. Oh, yeah. Sally must have been pleased. Yeah, no, I, you know, I amazingly, she was not embarrassed. She, she huh. flipped and she was like cheering me on. She was like, <laughs> she got super competitive because she, she won the, um, hula hoop contest yeah. and so that was for the kids and then later on they did a, a, an air guitar contest for the dad so who won uh some guy i don't know i honestly i don't know his name it, it was um somebody that he he jumped on top of uh fulvio's back uh oh. and uh jumped up on top of a table and i just thought that's stupid because i had the better moves <laughs> but he just got on top of things and uh you know a lot of pelvis thrusting uh, by me or him? You both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really appropriate for the the do- the uh, you know the six year olds and eight year olds. Yeah. Um, weird. Because I had just watched uh, the Motley Crue movie, so <laughs> I, I was ready with all my my air guitar moves. But uh, second place, so I was I was happy with that. So that's uh, funny. I guess I, I you know I didn't think about the dynamic of a daddy daughter not having a daughter and not being a daughter i've never seen a daddy daughter dance yeah it's interesting it's um but the dynamics funny uh, just because of the absence of moms yeah you yeah, know there were there were a handful there kind of they were some people there that had volunteered to to help set it up well so, yeah uh, but... you know but it was funny cuz it started out a lot like any dance where all the dads <laughs> and all the daughters and then eventually everybody started and there there was no alcohol there it wasn't nah. like it was just uh it was a very good wholesome time and it was yeah. funny cuz it started just like every dance does. Yeah, boys then, on one side, girls on the other. Yeah, yeah, and then everybody kind of relax, and then um, they're a little kind. Con- it was fun. It was a good time. But like as adults, you know, it's the it's the wives, it's the women folk that keep us in line from do- being stupid, and it's just like yeah. okay, you know, look nice, stop being an asshole. I mean, that's kind of what they do. Yeah. And so like the daddy daughter dance, like yeah, you know, daughters will do that too, but they don't have the same power, you know. Yeah. So like, air guitar competition. It's just like I'm, you know, maybe the daughter will be embarrassed. But nobody's gonna stop me. I don't have to walk home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm being encouraged to try to win this thing. Yeah, doing it for the family. Well, you know what's funny too is before we ever walked in, she had me swear an oath. She literally had me raise my right hand and promise not to embarrass her, <laughs> and under any circumstances, or she would kill me. Nice. So I felt like okay, and I, you know, I I enjoy embarrassing my daughter. I mean, but after a certain point, I'm I'm going okay. I don't want to scar her, you know? <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, I will, I will, um, uh, obey your wishes. <laughs> and so when I went in there and then we were having a good time and I wasn't trying to dance all Did stupid. she pull out a Bible or a book of Mormon no, or no. anything? <laughs> <this one? laughs> she no. just, just raise your right hand. And I was just like, I'm just used to it by now with, with daughters that they, they just, they just say the, the funniest shit. And, and I'm just, I just go with it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm swearing an oath not to embarrass my daughter now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I, I don't, I don't try to, but then no, you're just embarrassing by nature. It's an air guitar contest. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going, all right. I, I, I mean, either I'm going to sit on the sidelines 
Oh, yeah, go big. Or I'm going to go big. Yeah. And, you know, I decided to go big. And then she, we went kind of like two, a couple of rounds. And, you know, <laughs> after the first round, I was like, am I embarrassing you? And she goes, no, you're doing great. you got to win this thing. All right. Because I was into, like, the, the finals, like, the top three. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well. So I'm, it was tournament style? It was, like, tournament style. Nice. Yeah. So, and I was like, okay, I mean, I'm not embarrassing my daughter. I got a shot at winning this thing. What songs did you do? What was the... So the oh, my God. I, I honestly don't remember the first song, but they ended it with the, the Journey song, uh, Don't Stop Believing. Did everybody have to do that song? No, that was just the three uh, finalists, and it's not a very good air guitar song. No, it's just, it's just a vocal not a, song. Yeah, so we were kind of, for like the middle part of the song, the just three of us strumming. were just strumming. Okay. <laughs> and I was trying to make shit up, but, uh, you know, I the slide on my back, you know, and slide on my knees, and uh flip the guitar up in the air so they had so they had those little little um inflatable uh toy oh good you had a prop you had a prop so that's good um but like so everybody's on stage at the same time yeah yeah so that's the thing you can see the competition play off one another yeah yeah and and we we tried to it was it was uh it was a good time you know i didn't i didn't go totally wild you know like it was a daddy-daughter dance so i didn't like strip down naked or anything but how'd they like the flowers Oh, they're great. Yeah, they were great. They're, um, uh, we were some of the only ones there with uh, corsages and uh, boutonniere. So um, I think there were some people that were jealous. Yep, I might not be in the Navy, but I am a florist. That makes me pretty tough. No yeah. big deal. No big deal. Yeah, that's okay. But, well, you know, everybody needs flowers. <laughs> Speaking of being a, a tough guy, what would uh, this, the virus outbreak, what was that? Called. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, oh, par- paratitis. Well, yeah, the paratitis. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the Navy broke. That, I did think it was paratitis. Yeah, like the the Navy broke up, broke out in the paratitis. Yeah. I I mean, I feel I do feel bad for those guys. Apparently, they're still out at sea. It's gotten it's continued to get worse. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's not a life threatening thing. And and what I read is that nobody's lives are in danger, but um, they really haven't still got it under control, and they're they're not going to be allowed to pull into port until they can. Clean the ship, I guess. It's an inflammation of one or both parotid glands, a, the major uh, salivary glands located on either side of the face. Oh, I, I think that's the thing that starts to... Uh, have you noticed that when you're about to throw up, like underneath your tongue, it just like starts pouring out saliva, yeah. a different flavor? Is that I, what that is? I think that might be the gland. Let me look at this picture closer. Uh, I, uh, you know, not that I... It, um, people have told me that that's what it's like when you throw up. I don't know. You've never thrown up in your life? Yeah, no. Center left. Where the hell is this thing? I can't tell. Recently, the kid got sick. I wonder if um, if anybody on the ship is, is has any humor with this, or if they're all just... Because it's, it's, you got to admit, it's kind of funny. A I paratitis? Mean, paratitis, and it's also <laughs> paratitis. So, you know, the parrots. Yeah. And But I'm betting that there's just people on the ship, even the healthy ones. They're like, fuck this. <laughs> I can't I can't even I've been out to sea for two months. I don't want to be the butt of your stupid joke, <laughs> <Yeah>. asshole. <laughs> Probably like reading this on the internet going, Great. That's what we're at the the, the butt of the world's joke. Again. <laughs> so I, I do feel bad for those guys, but uh, I guess, you know, nobody's nobody's gonna die. So So you got a note here and I don't know anything about it. You said the POTUS tweets Eddie Gallagher case. What the hell is an Eddie Gallagher case? Oh, yeah. He's the SEAL that's uh, charged with uh, murdering the ISIS dude. Um, Murdering an ISIS guy? Yeah. Like a teenager was already their captive. He was already um, uh, surrendered. Okay. And 
uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Gallagher is a SEAL uh, chief, and uh, he shanked him. Okay, uh, for, uh, you know that's, that's the that's the allegation. He's still he's um, in pretrial confinement. Yeah, everything we're saying is alleged. Alleged, alleged uh, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the Navy, as we understand. Allegedly, <laughs> uh, this is a podcast, but we uh, we <laughs> think that he uh, killed a dude extra dude. Judiciously. So the story is they had him. He had surrendered. He was a captive. Yeah, and they it's killed not him a threat. You know, at that point, you got some some laws of armed conflict that you got to abide by. Was it in the middle of a raid or something? Uh, or after? Well, that's but, what I'm but saying. I mean, it was like when it, the allegation, if I understand it correctly, is like it was not a, a situation where there was still bullets flying. Right. Um, okay. I mean, had so I mean, let's just say you, you storm a, a building or a compound or something. I mean, you, you've cleared the whole thing, I guess, or yeah, just yeah. so at this point everything's cleared, everything's calm, and he just shanks him. A, yeah, because uh, he had he, like he had talked about wanting to uh, to increase his body count. Oh gosh. Yeah, he had talked about you know bragging about. This I assume skill. it's on Facebook too. I'm saying this shit. It probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah before it all broke. But uh, so it, what did it, Trump say about it? Well, so the issue now is he's in pre-trial confinement. And he's a prisoner, and he, you know, and um, it's but very American, political. You know, American prison, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe Leavenworth. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. he's um he's with us, but he's he's being charged with some serious crimes. They have he a has, nice ceramics program at oh. Leavenworth. I didn't know that. Yes. There's apparently, you know, a lot more at Leavenworth than just a prison. But that's army stuff. I'm not an expert. Tell on, us I'm, about it all. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But people talk about Leavenworth, and I think it's, uh, you know, there's like a headquarters there. And, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. the thing about Kansas it's, it's is, Kansas. yeah, no one no one knows that anything happens in Kansas. Garmin's from Kansas. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I literally thought it was a square of grass. <laughs> I mean, it's that too, yeah. but there's like, there's stuff going on out there. Just people don't realize it, but yeah, they've got a ceramics program, both in the federal and the military prison. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Do some so, ceramics. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, Eddie Gallagher might be doing ceramics, but, uh, it's been on. It's been a story on Fox News that it's harsh the way that he's been uh, imprisoned. Huh. And his uh, like two days ago, his um, wife and brother were on Fox News being interviewed, and they were saying, "Hey, this isn't right. He's an American hero, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a Navy SEAL. He's a yeah. service. He's he's an American soldier. I guess uh, part of me or does. not a soldier. Sorry, sorry. He's a he's a special forces. Yeah, he's a SEAL. You know, soldiers army. But the point is, you know, he's done a lot of good for the country, yeah. right? But he's being charged with some pretty serious crimes. Um, I guess I could see that he's not yeah. a flight risk. Like, killing an ISIS guy overseas, um, I wouldn't think him to be a flight risk. I would think he's someone that could post-bond and not yeah. be a danger to society. Maybe. I could, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate sure. here, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, if you look at the, the case that they have against him, and not just him, but his lieutenant, there was a lot of cover-up involved, or yeah. attempted cover-up. Okay. There was a lot of deceit, a lot of just that sucks. a tenuous grasp on morality. Yeah. Um, if you believe it's wrong to kill a guy after he surrendered. I mean, I'm being serious here. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where people seem to not care too much. I mean, the president included. It, it, oh, so, yeah. By, by, you know, almost by definition, he's a Navy SEAL. He's, he killed ISIS. Well, ISIS is bad, so nobody cares. And and, and, and my point is, well, okay, Um but he's being charged with a crime that's a serious one. Right. If we don't think it's bad, let's change that. Um, but I, but as of right now, that's the rule. You can't kill dudes like that. Um, you can't hold your re-enlistment ceremony over the dude's dead body. <laughs> uh, or apparently you can. It's just bad taste. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so all that kind of adds up to say, we're going to keep you in prison until we have your trial and Trump got involved. And it's kind of interesting for the president to get involved in a case like this. 
but it's political. You know, he's he's doing it because it rallies his base. You know, that's the phrase everybody loves to use. But you know, this is a, this is one of those easy issues for him to hit on. Let's see. In honor of his past service to our country, Navy Seal will soon be moved to less restrictive confinement while he waits his day in court. Yeah, process should move quickly. Yeah, it's it's clear. You know, it's pretty. I think um, he was watching Fox News and. And if you watch that little segment, the I forget his name, but you know the 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 commentator was like almost talking to Trump oh. as, as he was interviewing. <laughs> man, Trump and, loves himself some Fox News. Oh man. yeah, yeah. No, it's just funny to watch because I'm sitting here and he's saying like he's interviewing the wife and brother, but then he's kind of turning to the camera and he goes, "Well, we we're pulling for you, and we hope that someone will right. uh, you know intervene or something like that." Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like okay, well, yeah, we know Trump's watching, and you know it, was it wasn't it? it wasn't the first time that he had weighed in on. Was it this a morning thing or was it Hannity? No, it wasn't Hannity. Okay. It was a morning thing. It was somebody from Fox and Friends. Oh, he loves Fox and Friends. Yeah. So, you know, he's watching. And, and it's just funny to see that kind of all play out where you have a little segment on Fox News. It's an issue that he's hit on before. And the next day you've got him saying, okay, now we're going to move him. And him being involved in it has an impact. Oh, of course. Of course. You know, I, you know. Because how, how is the military judge going to feel... With the commander in chief, the commander in chief saying, "Okay, well, I, you know, he has. He, I think he actually has said in the past that he shouldn't even be in prison, and so now I, he's saying we're going to move you, and you know, he's an he's a, he's a hero. Um, so it's interesting to me that this is the way this all is going to play out. That's all. I um, the one tweet I found was just about being moved to something less secure, which I, you know, to be honest, I I back that up. Like, um, not knowing, I mean, there's probably there's there's definitely things I don't know about the case. Uh, but, you know, let's just say that they raided a compound, cleared it, had a dude tied up, and they thought, like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Just kill him. He's ISIS. Okay? And let's just say it happened that way. Um, I'm not even... Well, anyway. Let's just say it happened that way. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, nobody ever had to know about it. Well, yeah. And then people find out about it. And so uh, he gets arrested. And he's Which, gotta, by the way, that wouldn't be the only time it's ever happened, let's be honest. Right. And so, so he's got to come back to America and stand trial for that. Um, okay. Does he need to be in with the population of people who, like, kidnap and murder children, who are just, like, blasting American citizens on, on, uh, on the streets over drug crimes? I don't think so. Yeah. I think, like... You know, even if he's a bit of a manipulative liar about morality where he thinks, you know, these guys are out there, they're all planning on killing us. Uh, this is, yes, it's not technically right, but we're, we're stopping many more deaths by yeah. killing this asshole because he's going to be able to, he's going to go free and he's going to relay information. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, in order to stop evil, we're going to have to get in the mud. Yeah. So, like, you know, if he's rationalizing in this sort of way, um, it, there's a basis in, you know, maybe it's a perverse morality, but it's a, it's a morality of sorts where okay. he's not going to go, you know, it, it, at worst or at best, maybe like he's doing it to save Americans. So it's not like he's going to like go and just shoot up the world. Maybe you could say, well, he's a seal. He could be a flight risk. He'll go to South America and live in Belize eating, you know, iguana or something. Uh, yeah. so, so maybe, okay, you don't you don't let him go free or you put an ankle bracelet on him. But, like, he probably doesn't need to be with a hardcore inmates. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm honestly, don't, I don't care where he is in prison. Right. That's the, his, his confinement to me, whether it's less restrictive or not, doesn't matter. Right. Uh, the, what's interesting to me is the president being involved in it. Um, I honestly, I don't care. I don't, I, I just... 
I just want to see the rule of law applied. Yeah. And 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 have it be held to a higher standard than the hero worship that we we sometimes get ourselves uh, into. We play into that. Right. Uh, with uh, our special forces and our and our our military in general, and it's politicized when the president comes in and plays in that. Um, well, to and be... I just like to see, I would just like to see the rule of law applied to a higher standard. And I hope it is. And if it is, it's all good. It's interesting, though, because I'm wondering now if this is not going to influence the outcome of the case. To me, like, I've just searched a couple different things while we're sitting here. So, I mean, full disclosure, this is the first I've... Well, I guess you mentioned it at some point, so I heard about it a little bit. Um, But... It's it's one of many um, uh, cases of uh, special forces misconduct that they're dealing with right now. Yeah, but the only tweet I can find is just about him announcing that based on his service he'll be moved to a less secure thing which is kind of i mean that's not a it's not like you gave him a pardon you know it's not yeah and he he didn't in the tweet and he may have said something else uh but like in the tweet he didn't go like this guy's a hero he did a good thing fuck that guy um so it might not you know him just being like hey he's in a less secure place like he's we're gonna try him but he's not gonna be held with the awful awful humans you know yeah yeah. So, so maybe I don't know. I, we'll it, have to see. We'll have to uh, apply your rule and, and let's uh, let's wait <laughs> let a few it, weeks yeah, and we'll... see what happens. So yeah, I think it's um, it's really the it's really the uh, the interaction between the media and politics and the military that I think is the interesting part of this. Because um, my thing, and um, you know, speaking of somebody that's never been in combat, I've never, you know, I've never shot at a human. Yeah. Well, and, other than and, a BB and, gun, and neither have I. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, so people go in, if, there's collateral damage. Sometimes the wrong person gets shot in in these battles and in in war situations, and that sucks. It's not criminal. It sucks. And I I know that um, the people that do the shooting, they feel bad. Like, I mean, that's PTSD part of it is knowing you killed a potential innocent, because, you know, sometimes the, the... there's a suicide vest or something like that. Yeah. And the person's not really an innocent, but it's a child or a woman or what have you. And so, but it feels like an innocent. So, like, I think in a raid, quite frankly, if someone went in and just blasted the place, like, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Oh, yeah. But once it's surrendered, once someone's, like, fully surrendered, it is, it, there is a line there where I go, even, even me... I don't know. Even I feel like maybe you shouldn't murder him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then decide to re-enlist over his dead body. Wait, like the I'm... same guy that killed him re-enlisted over his body? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah, I kill... thought these were two separate things. No, no, no. He's like, okay, now I, I feel such such uh, patriotism and, and love of my country that now I want to... I want you guys, I want you guys to film this. Uh, so there's there's video in... in, in pictures of, oh of my this. god well that so it's not like he was trying to hide this um but it's not it, it, it that that in itself is not a crime it's just it's just it, the way actually the, the judge the judge ruled on this part he said it's not a crime it's just poor taste okay so you can kind of put that aside but it, it adds to the to, to you can see kind of what he was thinking and, and what what was well, going on well that's the thing like if because i thought they were two separate things like no. if you if you go like, hey i'm gonna re-enlist over the body of a fallen combatant it's like if you're right. in a battle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, right. but this is the guy that this is the guy he shanked. This is yeah. the guy that he so 
you know, you have to kind of wonder now what was going on. When you have to worry about war crimes in the future, because, like, this guy re-enlists, and, like, he's he's re-enlisted after, you know, killing an unarmed, surrendered person. It's like, hey... Go back at it. It's like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what might he do so now? So that is a, sort of a, a, a tacit approval of right, that kind of behavior. Right. But, you know, um, you you kind of hit on something with the, you know, killing, you know, you you uh, go into a raid and you just kill everybody and it's in the heat of battle. And that's very different, right? Yeah. But we we train our people in, in our, um, not just special forces, but, you know, all of our service members to that level of uh, importance of collateral damage and civilian casualties and we're, I mean, to we're an ex- one of the only na- militaries in the world that does that well to that it's level. to the extent that like sometimes it goes too far and so i can understand people that yeah. go no, fuck that like it's war. But it's incredibly important for, yeah. for a military that wields as much power as we do yeah no, so I we, agree. we I have agree. to we have to do that so we train to it and we're very good at it and but and mistakes are made yeah i mean we 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 hold ourselves accountable when we make mistakes but they but they are made and that doesn't make them um, it doesn't make crimes. it okay, but it's a mistake. Oh, yes, it's not a crime. Exactly. Right, exactly. A, mistake a mistake is not a crime. Yeah. So if you are going into... Uh, so if I'm in if I'm in combat uh, on, a, on a ship and I fire a missile that ends up killing civilians that hits an airliner instead of a jet, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's a mistake. A... I have to pay for that. I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It may not be a crime. I didn't do it intentionally, but, but it's... It, it, I could be held accountable. And, and just like this collision thing with the Fitzgerald and the McCain... Um, they were charged with crimes. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a blurry line. But I think what's what's interesting to me is that in the military and in and in war, um, you know, you think about morality, and it and it comes down to somebody that's um, at a lower level like me, or like a, somebody that's holding a gun, not a general, but somebody that's at the tactical level, mm-hmm. right? Like an infantryman. Yeah, like morality for us comes down to proficiency. And, and discipline. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 we're weapons, right? We're not, we're, 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 we don't have the time and space to make ethical and moral decisions. Right. Of course. We, we do that. We make those decisions ahead of time by training to a certain standard. Right. Based on uh, our doctrine or what yeah, we've been Muscle memory and all that. Yeah. Based on... So that at the time of decision, we can make it quickly. Um, and we, we do what we've been trained to do. And we trust that the orders that are given to us by higher headquarters are ethical decisions. Now, that doesn't that does not excuse us from making ethical decisions. That's the hard part. Is we need to be able to do what we've been trained to do at the same time push back and say, "Nope. That that's bullshit." I'm Give not me an that. example of a uh, time to push back. Um, let's say you are told to engage say I'm a ship and I'm a captain of a ship and I've got guided missiles that can shoot down miss other missiles and jets and okay. things and, I, and there's a there's an incoming uh, aircraft that's headed toward the aircraft carrier, and I'm on the cruiser that's right next to the aircraft carrier with all the missiles, and my job is to defend the aircraft carrier okay. from any incoming air contacts. Right. And somebody tells me as the captain of my ship, hey, this this aircraft is coming in, and it looks hostile, and we've tried to communicate with it, and it won't communicate, and it looks like... Based on whatever factors, um, time to put it down. Time to put it down. You know, airspeed and the and where it came from, uh-huh. and blah blah blah. An electronic signature. We think it's a jet. We think it's a, a tactical aircraft. We think it's a kamikaze that yeah. went through a time loop, and here it is. Here it is. Exactly. You know, it's um. Oh, what's that movie? You know, uh, from here to eternity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so here we are, yeah. and it's our time to shine. 
And the admiral says, Captain, I want you to, to kill that aircraft. Yeah. And something that I have, some piece of information that I have. You look up and you just see girls having a tea party through the window. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there is a 747 with a little baby that's out the window <laughs> going, please don't kill me. I love life. <laughs> yeah. I love life. So I'm like, I have visual contact on this aircraft. It's not a, a, a tack air. You know, it's not a jet. It's not coming to kill anybody. But they go, nope, nope, nope. Shoot it it now because we can't take the risk of them shooting the aircraft carrier. Well, okay. I, at a, at a, at a tactical level, I need to be ready to execute that order quickly, right? Because any delay and then they're going to shoot a missile and then Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I have to also be able to say, no, I'm not going to do that. This is, this is my ship. These are my missiles. And if I take the shot and it's wrong, I'm going to be held accountable. I'm not going to be able to say in front of the, the court of inquiry, you know, hey, the, my boss told me to do it. So you have to be able to do both. Are you, wait, are you not able to do that? I mean, like... If, yeah, no, yeah, you can. You can. You can refuse. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm saying, like, uh, you know, say you're... Same situation. And so you look up and you see the tea party and the baby singing, I love being alive. And, you know, on the other end of the horn, it's like, shoot I it down! Life. Shoot it I down! Shoot him down! <laughs> and so you go, okay, sorry, ladies. Well, so what, what if the baby had a... Uh, maybe had a suicide, suicide vest. Vest. yeah well so anyway so you, you see the tea party and then you click the button you shoot it down yeah um and they go you know paper commander why did you do that and you just go and you go well it was my orders i was obeying orders i mean are you personally liable could your career be ended by following that kind of order yeah for sure really yeah like i i understand to Wait, if extent. I had, if, you're talking about if I had positive, like, visual ID on the, and it was not a jet? I mean, to the extent I mean, that, not a, not a, uh, tech air? Okay, so, and, and then that's the thing, like, if you had positive ID that it was a commercial airliner yeah. or something. Yeah, okay. I mean, it would be able to, in the investigation, it was proven. If it was a private jet, and like... And there it, was still some doubt? Yeah. I mean, you, still, though, you're held accountable for your decisions, and if you... If you hold, but if it was a, a private jet where they go, hey, it's a private jet, and then the, they yeah, got so, you know, and, oh, RPGs. and so and then you decided to shoot. Well, no, no, like you were commanded to shoot, okay. was, and they said it's a you know it's a private uh, private jet, blah blah blah, and for whatever reason they said shoot it down, and you said yeah, that is a private jet, and you shoot it down. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. it's a, man, you know, it was just a tea party on board. I mean, can you be in trouble for that? No, I mean, y- yes, you can. A lot of things can happen. I mean, if you yeah. like, things go south, but I would say that in that case. You've got a much better case because yeah. you yeah. you could say, well, I own, to the information that I had available, uh, it was reasonable for me to assume that my yeah commanding my, my commanding officer was right. Yeah. You know, I, I had no reason to question his his order as uh, either illegal or unethical, right? Uh, because every every indication that I had seemed to confirm what his indications were, mm-hmm. and so I decided to obey the order. There's, you know, and in that case, you go, okay, yeah, we were wrong. Yeah. And, and yes, innocence died. Yeah. But we had no indication to suggest that, that was the case. Yeah. Every indication that we had, and a lot of it has to do with what's going on around you. Are okay. you at war? Uh, are you, you know, what's the what's the threat level in general around? And and that that plays a part in it too. But if you go, well, yeah, the tensions are high with this country, and and this is all kind of based on a real story, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. This is the the Vincennes incident. Okay, what's uh, that? Yeah, so the so a cruiser in the uh, Arabian Gulf shot down an Iranian Airbus um, that was taking off from Iran, and it the the cruiser thought it was a um, like an F sixteen or F F fourteen. 
and they shot it. And it, it yeah, it hit it, hit, hit it, and killed everybody on board. Um, but it was uh, just an airliner. Yeah, it was just an airliner. Yeah. So, but it's it's it became an important case study in how to use guided missiles uh, from sea because <laughs> we're, it was a fairly new technology. That that time. was the lesson we got from it. it. Was like you know we shot it down pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> what I, I guess what I mean is the decision the decision to engage. But yeah, um, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? And yeah. so you have to make some you have to make some educated guesses at some point. Well, and that's where I think you know. There does need to be some leeway. I'm glad to, I guess I'm glad to hear that in the example we were talking about. You're like, well, you got a better case that way. Because it would just be, I mean, you're never going to get anybody to pull the trigger if you go, hey, pull the trigger. Because, like, yeah, it's one thing to be holding the gun, looking at the person. You pull the trigger, the person dies. You know, you see them. You see them holding the gun. But, you know, if you're on a ship or if you're in a c- command room somewhere and you're pushing a button, yeah. you know, di- dialing coordinates or whatever, and then suddenly you got this, like, genocide war crimes charge, and you're just like, but, but bad yeah. guys, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. you're never going to get anybody to push well, that button you know, other than psychopaths. Yeah, and it's... It's so true. I mean, we we in the in the the naval warfare realm with the way that we do that, we we push buttons and people die. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle. If you go to the far end, you've got nuclear warfare. You know, they're they're. I mean, you don't see anybody that you're going to kill in that point. And yeah, you, you, you know, kill you're, a lot. You're, yeah, you're going to you're going to kill millions of people, and you're pressing a button, and you don't have any. You're you're not connected to that at all. And we're we're kind of in the middle. We're kind of connected to it, but yeah, we push buttons in a room. And a missile fires and people die, and we might have some radar indication. At least we have radar contact on the thing, and we go, okay, yeah, we hit it, and and we were, you know, great success. Yeah, we um, did it. But uh, you know, we we have um, tomahawk missiles that we fire from ships and submarines, and those hit land targets. And a lot of times, we don't even know. We're not responsible. They're from, just saying hit this coordinate, and you go, I hit it. No, you know, they're saying. Uh, be at this, be at this a certain point, at this certain time, and launch your missile. And in any so, direction, some, something else takes. We yeah, kind of have like a pre-planned coordinates. But, okay, yeah. But you don't. You're not uh, seeing or responsible for the target. Yeah. You, you're just responsible for launching your missile at the right time. They're not place. saying take out this military installation. Yeah. They're saying there's, go here, it's shoot interesting this. Because there's somebody else. There's uh-huh. a whole planning cell somewhere else um, on land that's that's organizing that part. And they're saying, okay, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this strike, and we're just we just want you to just have the ordinance there, and you launch, and then it's already pre, it's planned yeah. out, but we don't we we may not even be told what we're hitting. Huh? It's just it's probably. I mean, like to be fair, if uh, yeah. as a as a civilian who's I've man, yeah. I've managed people, but I've not obviously managed anything on this scale. Uh, but to be fair, if I was doing something uh, of of this scale. It would be the same thing. Like, your job is to go there and do what I told you to do. Yeah. If you start questioning me, like, this all falls apart. Like, no. I tell you where to go, you do your thing. You yeah, because you got to have precision. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, it, going back to the navigator, you know, you got to have yeah. that. You got to be on time, you know, on play, uh, you know, in the right position, in the right time. And uh, otherwise, it does fall apart. And um, everybody needs to be, like, kind of questioning within their own zone, right? Right. What, what, I, what have I been, what am I responsible for? And what I've been told to do, and then am I am I doing it right? No. Am, am I doing anything illegal or unethical? If not, I got to do it. Yeah. And it's what I've been told to do. I swore an oath and got to go. And that's the proficiency part. And that's where if you're not good at your job, then you could be putting people at risk. If you don't hit the right target, 
because you just suck, <laughs> then yeah, your 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 lack of proficiency made you immoral because you you now you have so much firepower at your fingertips. Accidentally bombed London. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Exactly. So now who's responsible? You are. It's not the person that gave you the order because they didn't order you to bomb London. You suck. I saw a one. I thought it was a seven. And ends up summer vacations canceled. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, I did it again. Yeah. We're at war with the Brits again. Not a damn. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay. So tomorrow, uh, Sunday, you're going to go on the Midrats. Yeah. What are you, are you talking about anything in particular? They want to talk about no. They want to talk about who's going to run the Navy of the 2020s. Ooh, and uh, that sounds like I a think good it's going to be me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to see if I can lobby for that saucy Navy. Saltron yeah. should run it. I'm, I'm wondering why they're having me on for that topic. But they're I, trying to get you fired, like I yeah. am. <laughs> they're like, look, they're all assholes, right? Yeah. Say it. Say they're assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, in Midrats? Is that Commander Salamander? Yeah, Commander Salamander and Eagle One. Eagle One. Okay, I, I've listened to a couple of episodes. I'm horrible with names. I and I, you know, I I don't know if they have met a congressman on the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm you know looking forward to talking with those guys. They they both have their their obviously their pen names and yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're anonymous or not, but. Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends. They're, they're, they're at least one of them is a former naval officer retired now. I know that they refer to Salamander as Sal. I don't know if his name is actually Sal or if it's because of Salamander. Yeah. But he's uh, been doing this thing for a long time. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's time for him to move aside. So uh, yeah, salty, salty time. Over. Yeah, little lizard, <laughs> little lizard motherfucker. You know, I do like salamanders. Anyway, so I think that's gonna wrap us up for the week. Uh, we're gonna try and do this every week, so you can tune in to hear our aural goodness. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh, email us at uh, tsm at saltyherald.com if you got any suggestions for topics and whatnot. Oh, yeah. On the off chance you found this not through the Salty Herald, go to saltyherald.com, read all of Jimmy's brilliant writings and his stupid shit, too. And uh, Ramblings of a madman. There's that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I guess until... And a homicidal robot. Oh, God. Saltron. He's yeah. the worst. He's just the worst. He's still at the office this weekend. He's waiting for us. He uh, yeah. he rules with an iron fist. He does not realize that he's just a mid-level manager, but uh, we're all afraid to say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next week, uh, peaceful Saltrons to all of you. All right, see you guys.